Well, does anyone happen to know what Oxford Dictionary's word of the year was in 2015? I know, that's a weird place to start, isn't it? Does somebody know what it was? Huh? Uh, well, you're close. It's actually, uh, believe it or not, Oxford Dictionary word of the year was an emoji. Uh, not emoji, which is kind of a cool word, but an emoji. And it's, it's specifically this one. The, it's officially called tears, uh, face with tears of joy uh, emoji. And I know it's not actually a word, but the people... Uh, who decide on the word of year at Oxford Dictionary, thought that this uh, little guy was so popular, or gal, I guess it could be, uh, was so popular in 215 that uh, it captured the mood and preoccupation of the people, people in 2015 and earned the honor of being selected word of the year. Now, for those of you who don't text or uh, email or have any idea in the world what I'm talking about, uh, an emoji... Uh, This is an emoji. It's a pictograph or an image to communicate emotion in uh, written words, in communication. And this is one of many. Here's a sampling of those to choose from uh, when you're texting or uh, typing an email. And as email and texting became more uh, used or popular... A way to communicate, it became evident that there needed to be a way to express the emotions behind the words. Because when you're talking face-to-face with someone, you can kind of read uh, their emotions, right? Whether they're uh, happy with you or angry with you or frustrated with you. But in a text, it's impossible to know what the feeling is behind the words. Um, You may be like, you know, did they mean that or were they joking? For example, um, if you're, like, late to meet with your spouse, guys, and you get a text like this, you know that she's anxiously waiting for you to arrive, right? On the other hand, if you get a text like this, (laughs) it changes everything, right? (laughs) You know that you better uh, hurry. And uh, emojis that found their way into our vocabulary because they communicate emotions, and emotions matter. Emotions are important. And and we're starting a series today. It's a three-week series I've called Gotcha. And the topics that we'll be talking about are emotions, uh, things like anger and fear and sadness and and things like that. Next week, we're going to talk about temptation And then on the third week, we're going to talk about busyness. And these are three ways that we can get tripped up in life and miss the good that God wants for our families, for ourselves, and as followers of Jesus Christ. And today we're talking about our emotions and how um, when they're out of control, they can harm our relationships, they can uh, put our preferred future at risk, and diminish our ability to point people to Jesus Christ with our lives. That really harms our witness, you know, when people are watching us uh, throw a tantrum and, and wondering, is that what a Christian looks like? Well, then, you know, no thanks. But uh, our, emo- our emotions, our moods matter. 
have you ever gotten yourself in a tight spot or hurt someone's feelings because you didn't have a handle on your emotions? Anybody? Is it just me? No? Okay. <laughs> me too. And, and, you know, anger, sadness, uh, jealousy, worry, our emotions can play havoc with our lives. But God created our emotions, and when we get them going in the right direction, we can see why God did that. Emotions are good. I mean, what would life be like without love and joy? And uh, we need to get angry about injustice. It moves us to, to make a difference with our lives. Uh, we need to allow the emotions of sadness and compassion to change brokenness in our relationships and in our world. Our emotions are important, but when they go awry, uh, watch out. And I called this series Gotcha because there are these things in life that can trip us up and can't, we can miss out on the good that God wants to accomplish through us. There's a battle within, and our sinful nature, uh, with our sinful nature, and there are days when we get God, right? There are moments when we get God, and it can turn around just like that, too, right? Push the right button. And as I was thinking and praying about this message and, and the gotcha theme, um, a, a phrase came to, to mind, and maybe some of you are familiar with this, you've used it before, um, and gotten, when you've gotten derailed by your emotions, and that phrase is this, my emotions got the best of me. Or, or maybe you've said something like, uh, my temper got the best of me, or my mouth got the best of me, right? We say those kinds of things. And, and that phrase actually pretty much sums up what's at risk when we lose control of our emotions. Our emotions get the best of us. Uh, when our emotions are out of control, you may, you'll miss the mark of being the best you. The you that could have chosen to act lovingly, decently, honorably, graciously, kindly, compassionately, caringly, patiently, quote, considerately, joyfully, the you that longs to be like Christ. You, the you that wants to experience the abundant life that Jesus came to give you, but now feels like crawling in a hole, disappointed in yourself, and full of regret for having hurt someone, falling short, missed the mark. Sometimes our emotions get the best of us, and, and we do things that we really didn't intend to do. But God wants something better for us. And the takeaway for today's message, it's printed there in your bulletin, it's on the screen, is that our emotions can either get the best of us or bring out the best in us. Our emotions can either get the best of us or bring out the best in us. Uh, emotions aren't bad. Our emotions are meant to bring out the best in us when we act like Christ in loving ways, to, to be used for good. You know, when you see a movie and it, it stirs up your emotions, it inspires you to make a difference, or you hear a speaker, or you read a scripture, or you see a need, and you're moved to action by love, um, by your compassion. And in your message notes, we're, we're going to look at four steps to take control of your emotions so that you can use them to bring out the best in you and allow the love of Jesus to shine through you. So if you want to pull out your message notes, the, there's several, four steps there. And the first is um, to ground your life 
in Jesus and his teaching. Uh, this really isn't about sin management. It's a, it's a heart issue. And we need to anchor our lives in Jesus so that our emotions don't steer our life. And we need to do this before our emotions come into play. This is work that we do ahead of time to draw from later. And when Jesus was talking to the crowds about things like worry, pride, anger, and other emotions that can trip, would trip them up, he ended his words by encouraging them to build their lives on his teaching. And here are his words found in um, Matthew 7. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floods rise and the wind beats against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And if you will build your life on Jesus and his teaching, when your emotions mount a sneak attack, you won't be moved. Uh, Jesus is the rock that we stand on. He's the well that we go to. He's the anchor that holds. He's the firm foundation that is not shaken. And when Jesus is ruling in your life, he gives you the power to overrule your emotions. Uh, Look at Jesus' words in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. He says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. And if you are feeding your soul, if you're praying, you're um, listening and reading God's word, thinking on God's ways during the day, during the week, uh, when you're faced with circumstances that could bring out the ugly in you, uh, you'll have the spiritual reserves to draw on to steer your life and take control of your emotions. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything flows out of it. We have to pay attention to our heart because what flows out of it under stress, uh, it, what is in it flows out of it under stress. If you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. But if you fill your heart with good, that's what will flow out. And then number two... We need to be aware of the battle within and aim for the good. Emotions have a strong pull, don't they? (laughs) When you feel sad, you feel sad. When you're angry, you feel angry. And it's because there's this battle going on inside of you. Galatians 5.17 says, The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. Uh, Have you ever started your day with good intentions? It's going to be best day ever, and then things go south, right? doesn't turn out how you intended. And, you know, I've had that happen. I know what it is to have to fight for joy. I know the battle between doing the right thing that I really want to do and doing the thing that I end up doing, you know, that I didn't want to do. 
Uh, have you ever fought that battle? Sure, this is a battle that we all fight most every day, and our emotions play a strong role in that battle. But there's good news because just later, a few verses later in that chapter of Galatians, we read this. Galatians 5.22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Jesus has equipped us to win the battle and produce good. His Holy Spirit in you will enable you to exercise patience, to have self-control, to be gentle, to to bring from forth the good that is in you in all circumstances. Romans 8.23 uh, is a passage that many of you have memorized uh, where it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And, and you know, if you believe that, then you can get control of your emotions and keep them under control because you'll want to work with God towards the good in this situation, whatever it is. And, um, but, the important, but the next piece is important to being able to do that, and that's that we need to take ownership of our emotions. You need to take ownership of your emotions. Um, we have to recognize that, that we're the one that gets to decide how we respond, right? It's a choice. And our tendency is to blame others and say things like, well, you made me so mad, or uh, she made me do it, or that kind of thing. And and the problem with blaming the other person or the circumstances is that um, if they are the ones that made you sad or whatever, then you're stuck waiting until they make you happy, right? Or they make you uh, feel good again. You've given up control of your own emotions, But if you'll own it, if you'll recognize that you can control it, um, then you're not giving away the keys to your happiness to someone else. Take ownership. You know, I got angry, but now I'm choosing to let go and get over it. It's my choice. And the fourth step, then, is the motivation for doing that, and that is to shift your focus to God. We can feed our emotions, can't we? I mean, we can justify being mad. We make a list of all the reasons that we have every right to be angry or to be jealous or whatever it is, and then we can sit and kind of soak in that slop, letting it permeate our souls until we have to act. You know, make that angry phone call or, or quit your job or deliver that put-down line. Or we can shift our focus and try to swing things back in a good direction. Um, King David wrote most of the Psalms, and David was someone who had uh, was very in touch with his feelings, with his emotions. And in Psalm forty-two, eleven, he he writes, "Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me?" So he's aware that there's something amiss inside of him. And what he does next is he talks to his soul, and he talks to himself, and he shifts shifts his focus, and he tells himself, then put your hope in God, I, and I, for I will yet praise him, my God and my Savior. 
And he believes that God will turn things around, and he puts his hope in God. And we see the same kind of shift in Jesus' life. It says in Hebrews 12, 2, that, um, well, that's more than I had intended on being there. Uh, Because of the joy awaiting him, Jesus endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Uh, When Jesus was faced with pain, with the shame and humiliation of the cross, he shifted his focus to the joy ahead, and he endured the cross so that God could accomplish a great good through him. And that's what most of us long for. And the good news is that we do not have to do this on our own. Our memory verse this week, and for the series actually, is Philippians 4.13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. Let's say that together. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. 14. Okay. We don't have to let our emotions get the best of us. We can, through Christ, see God use our emotions, love, joy, compassion, good-heartedness, to honor him and bring out the best in us. Would you pray with me? Loving God, um, we love you. We love you back. And we thank you uh, for all the good things in life, the the joy that you give us and the love that you've shown us. And and we do thank you for emotions, God. Imagine a a world with (laughs) no emotions. We, We thank you. And we ask from our heart's deepest place, God, that you would help us to honor you with our whole life, including our emotions. Uh, Help us, God, to um, use these things that you've put in us for good and to bring out the best in us so that everybody can see the good in you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.